Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Friday, December the 3rd, 2021. It is currently 4.08 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Victory Baptist Church. I was going to say coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church. You already know I'm here in the empty sanctuary, but I'm coming to you live from Victory Baptist Church located right here in Ovalo, Texas, where we are having a nice summer day on this Friday, December the 4th. Yes, it summer has returned to West Texas. Right now, I believe it's 87 degrees outside on this December the 4th. So I, I don't know uh, what country you live in. Uh, yeah, when I say that, because as Texans, we believe Texas is actually a country. We don't believe it's an actual state. We believe it's a country. And so I don't know what other country you may live in. It may be winter where you are, but here in Texas, summer, summer in December. Yes. Well, we, we could do a lot of talk about the weather. Um, if, if you're a part of the Swell Group um, for Theology Central, well, you, you know, we, we've been talking a little bit about the weather. We, maybe we'll get to that. But yes, it is 87 degrees outside right here in Ovalo, Texas. It is warm outside. You could say it is hot outside and it's about to get a little warm. And I, I, I'm afraid to say this, but I think some of you may become very hot angry. You you may feel yourself burning with rage before I am done because I may, I may say some things that's going to go after, well, can we say maybe a golden calf within evangelical Christianity? Am I, am I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but I, I'm going to do that because it needs to be done. We look, what we need to do in this episode, all of us, As Christians, we need to take a hard look in the mirror and look at ourselves. We need to ask ourselves some very important questions. So I'm going to start with with the key question to all of this. A lot of you are going to get caught up on names like Fox Fox News, Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson. You're going to be preoccupied with that. But before you get preoccupied with that, before you either try to come to a defense, or whether you just want to jump in and agree with me. Before you do any of that, I want you to really consider this question. And I want you to first start by asking this question to yourself before you ask it of others. But as a Christian, and I am speaking to those who profess faith in Jesus Christ, those of you who claim to be Christians, those of you who are following Christ, this question is for you. What influences you the most? What influences you the most? Now, I know if we were sitting in church, it would be easy. I know what you would say, Jesus, because, you know, that's what you say when you're sitting in church. The Bible, right? I know you would say that because that's the answer you think you're supposed to give. But I don't want the church answer, as I always say. Set aside the church answer. I want a real answer. What influences you the most. Now, I think most of us would agree that what influences you the most is probably what you spend the most time with. 
So as a Christian, what influences you the most? If you say scripture, then that means you spend most of your time reading, meditating, memorizing, studying the scripture. If you don't spend most of your time reading, studying the scripture, then there's probably a very good chance that's not the thing influencing you the most. You may say, well, the word of God as it's preached and taught. Well, if you don't spend most of your time listening to sermons and listening to Bible studies, then there's a probably a very good chance that is not the thing that influences you the most. Even the, I don't care how much you want to claim it. It's probably not true. I, I'm sitting here, and I, I guess I should have started by telling you that I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary. I, I, I felt that it was unnecessary, and, and now I realize, yes, it was necessary. But I'm sitting here in the back of the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, and I'm looking at the pulpit. And I would have to, and I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking this way, how much influence do my people receive from what is preached behind that pulpit? How much does the pulpit, when I say the pulpit, the sermons that are preached from the pulpit, the Bible studies that are taught from that pulpit that I'm currently looking at right here in this empty sanctuary, how much influence actually is received by my people who attend this church? They may attend every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday, but how much does the preaching and teaching of this church really influence their thinking. Now, I could sit here and, and say, well, my people are very much influenced by the preaching of God's word. That's their greatest influence. I could tell myself that, but I would be, I would be a fool to think that. Yes, they show up at church. Yes, I hope there is some influence that, that they receive from the preaching of God's word, but I know that they spend most of their life in the world. Now, yes, we are in it. We're not supposed to be of it, but let's be honest. When people live in the world, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they spend their time on Facebook, they spend their time on Twitter, they spend their time watching Netflix, they spend their time watching Hulu, they spend their time watching whatever, whatever they're watching, whatever they're doing, that's usually where they spend most of their time, spend their time chatting with friends, talking to friends. They spend time communicating with people at work. You think of all the things that comes into their life as influences, most of those things will come, will absolutely outweigh the influence for, uh, of God's word and outweigh it in this way, not outweigh it in as far as what is more important. It's just going to outweigh it in the amount of time and the amount of influence that they are exposed to. The average Christian spends very little time reading and studying God's word. I mean, there, there, that is no secret. There's too many studies out there that show that. They don't read it. They don't study it. That's why we had that shocking study released somewhere in 2021 that basically 6% of professing Christians have a biblical worldview. And I, I remember, you know, a lot of Christian ministries going, what do we do? What is wrong? Well, you can preach more sermons. You can have more Christian podcasts. You can release more books and, 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 and publish more things, but unless Christians take the time to listen to sermons, listen to Christian podcasts, read and study their Bible, you can make it, you can make all of it available, but if they don't use it and they want to spend more time watching the new movie on Netflix or whatever they're, whatever they're watching, I just keep saying Netflix because so many people subscribe to it, but whatever streaming service of choice or cable provider or satellite provider that they're watching, if they're spending all of their time doing that, even though they will claim they don't, 
But if they are, that's going to have the, the more profound influence and not just watching television. Again, it's just chatting with friends, posting things on social media, going through their, 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 their feed on, on their social media account, whatever they're doing. That's what they're being influenced the most by. And so we, we, we can clearly say, we can be dogmatic. Before I get into anything controversial, before I get any, to, into anything that makes you hot with rage and with anger, I think we can at least come to this agreement. Christians are being influenced by other things far more than they are being influenced by the word of God and the things of God. There is just almost no way to argue against that. Now, there are always exceptions. There are Christians out there who listen to sermons. They read their Bible. They study the Bible. They're listening to Christian podcasts. I mean, they live and breathe right there, the word of God. There's always those exceptions. But I'm saying at large, Christians are preoccupied and distracted by everything in this world. And that's what's influencing their worldview that is what's influencing their thinking, and it's impossible to disagree with that. So we already know there's a problem. The problem is Christians are being influenced by something other than the word of God. Now, when we start looking at all of those other influences, right? If we put movies, if we put music, if we put like if we start trying to come up with different categories and list them, now there could be some disagreements and some arguments, and it's obviously going to be different for each individual. That's why I started with asking a question to you as an individual. You have to determine what's influencing you and you got to determine what, where you spend your time. You've, you've got to really answer this question because then you, you probably should immediately go, man, my thinking is probably not very biblical. I probably don't have a Christian worldview. I know you don't want to admit that, but you probably need to come to that conclusion. But if I start asking you to get very specific, like take a notebook and write out you know, the things you spend a lot of time watching and listening and paying attention to, I think we would probably start coming up with uh, some things that would determine what is influencing your thinking. And for many Christians, and I will be very specific here, for many white evangelicals, in other words, for many people who are white and who claim to be born again Christians, they claim to be evangelical, they claim to, be, to believe the Bible is the word of God, they cl- claim to believe that they that this idea of being born again, that they are converted by their, their placing their faith in Jesus Christ, those who, who would fall into that category, at least profess to be a part of that category, many of them, and I, I don't think there's any way to debate this, are greatly influenced by Fox News. There's almost no way to get around this. White evangelicals, by a large majority of them, they watch Fox News and they watch it frequently. They watch it a lot. And when you hear Christians talk about many social issues, cultural issues, Many times you will get the Fox News talking points before you get Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You're going to get Fox News talking points before you get God's word. Now, I know now already some people, they're already starting to feel their temperature go up and their face get red and they're about to start yelling at me. Just take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath. I'm not saying anything is, I'm not making any condemnation other than this. 
What should give you the, what should influence you the most is God's word, not Fox News. That, that, like, no, no Christian should be able to argue with me about that. You shouldn't be more influenced by Fox News than you are the word of God. But let, let's just, here's one article. Faith in numbers. Fox News is must watch for white evangelicals. It is a turnoff for atheists, Hindus, and Muslims who seem, uh, uh, or, well, it's a turnoff for atheists and Hindus and Muslims really like CNN. So if you're a white evangelical, you're watching Fox News. If you're an atheist, you, you, it's a turnoff for you. You don't like Fox News. And if you're a Hindu or a Muslim, you really, really, really like CNN. Now, let me make it very clear. I don't care what the world does. I don't care what atheists do. I don't care what Muslims, Hindus, I don't, they can watch whatever they want. But when it comes to Christians, now I have to care because now this indicates possibly what is influencing the way Christians think. Now this becomes a theological issue. This becomes a biblical issue. Let me say this. This becomes a church issue. And it's a church issue that many pastors don't want to get anywhere near. Because if they start talking anything, if they even, if it's even hinted that they're saying something negative about Fox News, many white evangelicals will get extremely upset, probably accuse you of being a Marxist, a communist, a socialist, a Satanist, a liberal, an atheist, who knows what you will be called. Because for many white evangelicals, Fox News is almost the like the standard of truth for some. Now, you may say that I'm being hyperbolic, but you listen, and the numbers are just absolutely staggering and and how this works. Here's a little bit of uh, just some of this report, right? Here we go. Uh, the Fox News possesses an outsized influence. On the American public. I want you to hear that. Fox News possesses an outsized influence on the American public. Please note, influence, outsized because of their numbers. The amount of people who tune in to Fox News Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, especially during prime time, is pretty staggering. If you'll look at TV ratings for the night and go, what's the number one show on cable? It will probably be something on Fox News over and over and over and over again. Millions of people tune in to watch Fox News. So they have an influence, not just on Christians, but on the American public. Again, I don't care what the American public's being influenced by. I care about those who profess faith in Jesus Christ. I care about how this impacts the church because we cannot, we should not tolerate a church that's being influenced more by something other than God's word because Christians are to be those who are being influenced by God's word. We're followers of Christ, not followers of whatever else is going on in the public, right? Or going on in the culture. Now, that statement, Fox News possesses an outsized influence on the American public, especially among religious viewers. That was the conclusion of the nonprofit Public Religion Research Institute. A report, uh, uh, a report released uh, noted that 15% of Americans cited Fox News as the most trusted source, around the same as NBC, ABC, CBS, 
combined and four percentage points above rival network CNN. The survey also suggested that Fox News viewers trend religious, especially among Republicans, uh, watch, uh, uh, Republicans watching the show. All right. Um, to further explore the relationship between, between different faiths and the TV news they are associated with as a part of my research. They, so they begin to conduct and they, they go through here and they show like the percentage of respondents who saw TV news in the past 24 hours. Well, uh, they, 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 they break this down by white evangelicals, non-white evangelicals, uh, mainline, black Protestant, white Catholic, non-white Catholic, Mormon, Orthodox, Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, atheist, agnostic, nothing in particular, unclassified, all right? When you look at the different channels that they're watching, so these are, these are people of faith who have watched the news in the past 24 hours. White evangelicals, are you ready for this? 61% has saw TV news in the past 24 hours, and guess what they all watched? Fox News. 61% in the past 24 hours when this poll was conducted had watched Fox News. None of the other networks come even close. White evangelicals, ABC, 29%. CBS, 27%. NBC, 28%. CNN, 23%. MSNBC, 16%. Or, uh, yeah, uh, 16%. PBS, 8%. Other sources, 12%. 61%. A large margin of white evangelicals, if they're going to watch the news, they're watching Fox News. Therefore, Fox News influences how they think. Am I saying the influence of their thinking is always bad? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that what should be the primary influence is scripture. But if they're watching Fox News more than they're reading and studying God's word, it's going to be very hard for one, for the scripture to then be able to override the influence of Fox News. And so what starts happening is you, what you hear from Fox News, you merge with the Bible, and then you end up with some kind of who knows what, some kind of mutated mess. And that's what happens over and over and over again when you hear Christians talk about social issues. And you're like, wait a minute, is that is that a biblical perspective? And you, and you realize really quick, no, that was on Fox News last night, or that was on Fox News yesterday or the day before. You're hearing the talking points from Fox News, but they will act like, no, that they're, they're biblical, they're, they're godly, they're, they're, they're thinking like as Christians, and you're like, I think you're being influenced by something other than Christianity. Just because it's conservative doesn't mean it's Christian. So this this and this uh, report they, they go into all kinds of, of other numbers and they've got graphs and they've got all kinds of things going on here. But the point is, hey, when it comes to Fox News, white evangelicals, that's what they watch, that's what they tune tune into. So we could uh, rewrite the first sentence of this article: Fox News possesses an outsized influence among. White evangelicals. White evangelicals are viewing the world through the lens of Fox News, not necessarily the lens of Scripture. If that is happening in your life, in your church, in Christians you know, that's a problem. And we've got to get people back to reading and studying the Bible 
as their prime, as becoming their primary thing that influences them. That's why we're doing the Bible study exercises. That's why we're doing that. That's why I'm trying to get people, no, participate in the Bible study exercises. Let's study scripture. Yes, then I come along and may do news commentary, but trying to give news commentary from a biblical perspective. Now, when it comes to Fox News, <laughs> when it comes to Fox News, the superstar on Fox News, the, the man with the big ratings is none other than Tucker Carlson. Here's a story about Tucker Carlson, All right? Tucker Carlson has most, most watched show in cable news. Tucker Carlson has the most watched show in cable news. And I could go through and give all of his statistics, but guess what? If white evangelicals are tuning into Fox News and the superstar of Fox News is Tucker Carlson, then you can clearly, just from a logical progression of thought, say, guess what? Christians are being influenced by Tucker Carlson. In some cases, Christians are being more influenced by Tucker Carlson than they are the Apostle Paul or Peter or John, Matthew, Mark, Luke. We can go on and on and on. In other words, they're being far more influenced by Tucker Carlson than they are scripture. Now, I know you're going to say, no, that's not the case. That's not the case. No, that's not the case. I watch Fox News, but 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 I my thinking is shaped by the Bible. The only way for that to truly work out is you have to be spending more time reading and studying your Bible, and you have to be viewing Fox News through the lens of Scripture, not viewing Scripture through the lens of Fox News. And let me tell you, it's very easy for that line to get very blurred. You're thinking, no, I'm watching Fox News through the lens of Scripture. That's what you may tell yourself, but it's very easy before you even realize it. You're viewing Scripture through the lens of Fox News. And when any, any cultural issue shows up and you start talking about what's going on in the culture, whether it's, it's guns, no matter, no matter uh, the pandemic, uh, politics, no matter what it is, all of a sudden you'll start listening and you'll hear people in your church and you'll be like, that is not Bible. That's Tucker Carlson. That's not Bible. That's Sean Hannity. That's not Bible. That's Fox News. And when you try to confront this, they will look at you like you're crazy. They're like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. Because in their minds, Fox News basically equals evangelical Christianity. Again, not everyone, but you cannot deny this problem. What is influencing Christians the most? Clearly, it's other things other than God's word. And if we start going with some of the, one of the things that white evangelicals are watching in large numbers, it's Fox News. And if we look at the superstar Fox News, it's Tucker Carlson. So therefore, Tucker Carlson has a massive influence on white evangelical Christians. And therefore, the influence is not coming from a pulpit. It's not coming from someone opening up God's word. It's someone sitting in front of a camera in a news studio in New York City. Now, why is this important? Well, Tucker Carlson has a profound impact on white evangelical Christians. And recently, Tucker Carlson basically gave his nod of approval. He basically gave his promotion of Alex Jones. Alex Jones is very famous 
for his website, Infowars.com. Now it's bandvideo. He's got all of these sub accounts and all these other different websites because if you don't know, Alex Jones got banned from pretty much the entire world, right? He got banned from Facebook, Twitter, everything else because of his crazy conspiracy theories with things like saying the Sandy Hook mass shooting was a hoax and it was crisis actors and no kids actually died. Now he's being sued. We're waiting for what this, the punishment will be because the families of those uh, children who died in that shooting sued Alex Jones. And I ha- and please don't email me and start arguing with me about Alex Jones. I have been listening to Alex Jones forever way before he became anything popular, way before he became anything else. He, because he started in public television in, in Austin, Texas, and I'm here in, you know, in, in West Texas. So you know, Alex Jones started building a little bit of name recognition here in Texas way before he did anywhere else. And so I started following him. And, I, and early on, look, there is much, I'm going to make it very clear, there's much that I respect about Alex Jones. I love the fact that he was like, you know what? I, I can have this point of view, I can have my perspective, and I can use technology to get my perspective out there, and I don't have to bow down and follow the template that's provided by me by, you know, legacy, you know, media. I don't have to follow what the news media does. I can do things my own way. In other words, he was a maverick. He was kind of a renegade. He didn't follow the template, and you know that I like that kind of thing. I mean, there he was. He had very little money. He next thing you know, he has a you know he's on public access television. He, he obviously begins to use the internet, and he almost builds a a small media empire using a microphone and the internet. And there's a lot about that that I really admired. However, admiring his maverick spirit, admiring him being a renegade, it also made me at times extremely frustrated. Not because he was out there putting forth his ideas. I didn't really care about his ideas, but I started caring when his ideas started showing up and being spoken by professing Christians. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And so they would they would throw out some crazy claim and I would be like, wait, what are you talking about? And then next thing you know, guess what they send me? <laughs> a link to Alex Jones. And I'm like, what is going on? Why are so many Christians being influenced by Alex Jones? This started years and years and years ago. And so I had to dedicate way back then when I was doing a different podcast, I had to talk about it over and over and over. No, people, Alex Jones said this. This is not accurate. No, Alex Jones, no, this is not accurate. Christians, stop being influenced by Alex Jones. And I started warning pastors, hey, Alex Jones is having an influence inside your congregation. And they're like, whatever, we don't care. And I'm like, no, this is, this is bad because this starts bringing conspiratorial thinking into the church. And when conspiratorial thinking enters into the church, then the church becomes guilty of bearing false witness and spreading lies, which is condemned by scripture. We're not to bear false witness. We're not to speak lies. So I was like, we've got to deal with this. And then I would hear Alex Jones literally promote his materials to be shown inside churches. And I'm like, wait, what? Alex Jones is telling pastors to show his documentary films in the church? Wait, he's telling small group leaders to show his content in small groups? And then I even heard reports from people who that in their small groups, they were talking about Alex Jones. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I'm like, this is, this, this is bad. So I've been warning people about Alex Jones forever. I, I want him, I look, I want him to have freedom. I don't always agree with what he says. 
obviously I'm not saying everything he says is wrong because that that's the way it works within conspiratorial thinking. As a lot of times there will be a little bit true, a little bit of truth in it, and then it's just surrounded by all kinds of insanity. And we could go on and on the crazy things. I mean, during the Obama administration, I kept being told by listening to Alex Jones that that the, the FEMA camps were ready. They'd ordered you know millions of body bags. We're going to be taken to FEMA camps. We're all going to be killed. Uh, that that Obamacare called for the microchipping of everyone. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on, and that it's over, and that that we're all going to die, and this is the end. And and, and well, then no matter how big a claim he makes, no matter how bad it was supposed to be, he just continues and continues and continues and continues and continues and continues. And I still listen to him at least probably about 30, 30 to 45 minutes a day, right? I just, I tune in for the first hour of his program just to get a basic idea of what Alex Jones is yelling, screaming, and ranting about today because, I wanna, because I'm looking for how that influence could show up within the church. I felt... My, 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 my feeling was that I felt that Alex Jones had lost a lot of his influence inside the church. At least I felt that. I, I wasn't seeing evidence of it. And I was like, Ooh, okay, good. Maybe people have moved on from Alex Jones. Maybe that whole lawsuit by the parents who kids, whose, whose children were killed at Sandy Hook, maybe that really kind of turn some people off, him being banned from everything. Maybe it made it harder for people to find his content. So maybe people moved on and I was like, okay, good. But there's no question that white evangelicals are tuning into Fox News. So if Tucker Carlson is now saying, hey guys, Alex Jones is good. Now we have to stop and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because now that could lead those white evangelicals who's watching Fox News to seek out the content of one Alex Jones, which then brings that influence back into where? The church, back into the pews. And that is problematic. That's when it becomes a theological issue. Alex Jones sitting there in Austin behind his microphone saying whatever he wants. I love the freedom of speech. I want him to have freedom of speech and I want to have the freedom of speech as well. If I deny him freedom, I'm ultimately denying myself freedom. I want people to listen and keep up with what he's saying. Look, I don't, I'm not one of those saying, don't listen to this person. Don't listen to that person. Only listen to me. I would never say that because I, I think people who care about the truth can have the ability to listen and then discern and then realize what's and fraudulent and what's true. I, I'm always worried that people will get sucked down that conspiratorial, you know, black hole and and never come out. That's always a danger. But I believe truth will ultimately always prevail. Because I'm I'm not one of those who am I to tell everyone just just listen to me. That's that's a very culti- cultish and I don't do that. So I want Alex Jones to have the freedom. But guess what? When that his freedom then is exercised, which is great. And then that influence, though, comes into the church. That's when I have to say, time out. That's when I have to say, biblically, no, that we got it. We've got to remove this influence. And I believe the American evangelical church has been so influenced by political commentators, Fox News, etc., that many have so merged it with Christianity, they don't even, they can't even see the difference. 
They, they can't even tell, wait, Scripture, Fox News, Scripture, Tucker Carlson. To them, it's all bl- blurred, merged into some horrible hybrid, and they can't even separate the two. That's when it's a problem, and pastors won't call it out. Because how dare you speak evil of Fox News? How dare you speak evil of Tucker Carlson? And so pastors are in a catch-22. Do I fight this battle? about my people being influenced by Fox News or do I just try to preach scripture? I can understand just the desire to preach scripture, but sometimes you've got to say, hey guys, enough's enough. What what is really controlling our thinking? Now, here's what I want to do. And the reason I'm bringing all of this up is because, well, I don't know. I guess it was last night. Well, it had been early this morning, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I was just, for some weird reason, I just, I was on a, Alex Jones marathon at about 2 or 3 a.m., just going from one Alex Jones podcast to another, just listening, 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 trying to catch up. He's getting ready to launch some big new project, and I was trying to figure out what this new project's going to be. I'm on the wait list. I'm going to be one of the first notified. I don't know what it is. I'm going to, I'm trying to, it's going to be some kind of a course. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I'm just, and I'm just listening and listening. And all of a sudden, Alex Jones starts talking about how Tucker Carlson basically praised Alex Jones and promoted him. And then that's when I said, wait a minute, I've got to talk about this because that means now Alex Jones's influence could be coming back to your church, my church, and already the people in your church, if you go to a conservative church, it's probably already being influenced by Fox News. There's just no way to get around it. And, or you're, you're going to a very liberal church, which then may have all kinds of theological issues, it, it, which then puts you in a no man's land, which a lot of people find themselves. Okay, so let's listen to this. Now, we're getting ready. He's coming in. This is at the last hour of hour one of his show that comes on Monday through Friday, starts at 11 a.m. and it usually goes four hours. But uh, his his... His media empire does hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of broadcasting a day. They have different hosts. And I mean, he's got an entire like media empire. He, he really wants it to be like 24 hours a day. I just, uh, I think after, I think right now he's worried about money and how much he's going to lose uh, in this case against the parents from Sandy Hook. But uh, he's usually on the air. Uh, he's basically on the air seven days a week. Right? He's, he basically lives at the studio. He's always there. Right? He does broad, broadcast on Saturday. He does broadcast on Sunday evenings. He's always there behind that microphone putting forth his worldview. And people are greatly influenced by it. But when, again, when I heard this, it was about 2, 3 in the morning. And I'm like, wait a minute. He's talking about Tucker Carlson basically praising and promoting him? I'm like, now th- this, now we've, we definitely know Tucker Carlson and Fox News influences Christians, white evangelicals. We know that. So that means this could lead to pushing those white evangelicals back towards Alex Jones, which then brings all of that into the church to add to the insane amount of conspiratorial thinking that's already flooding the white evangelical church. So this to me is a recipe for disaster. And we've got, look, we cannot do anything about the influence that's in the church until we first identify the origins of the influence what is that influence? We have to identify it before we can then try to purge it out, All right? So here we go. Uh, so he's coming back in. This is like the last 11 minutes of hour one. 
I, I'm try, I tried to get it past, he, you know, his, it was called bumper music, the music that leads him back into this segment. Um, I think it's a Johnny Cash, it's not Johnny Cash. I can't remember. I can't remember uh, who the artist is. So um, I've, I've got it. There, there's no way for me to just come back in when the music is completely over, but the, but he, he's going to come in talking, so the music will be kind of fading out. It's going to be kind of abrupt how it comes back in, but just stay with it, and then we'll, we'll ease into where he, Tucker Carlson comes into play, and he's going to play a clip from Tucker Carlson, and it will all make sense, all right? So here, I'm just trying to set this up so that it makes some kind of sense. Here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Very honored and thankful to be here. What's a mighty bunch of red-eyed cousins? And if you're a radio listener, you hear me describing it. A family, uh, a mother, a father, several of their children, their younger daughter, has her feet hanging over the side of a culver at the Everglades, and they're catching bass. And you see little fish about to hit their lure. And the little girl's going, oh, look, the gator's over here, the gator. They're not listening. They're busy watching the dad and the bass right under the water not knowing that the gator is coming up to the little girl. And she's like, oh, he thought I was going to slip in because she sees him coming at her. She's thinking, oh, he thinks I'm jumping in with him. She's not even thinking he's about to kill her. But she would drag her under, drown her, and then put her under a sunken log till she rot, got, became rotten so he could you know, eat her. That's how they do it. They age your meat. So it doesn't matter if you're at Disney World and your child's playing in the backyard at the condo you rent and they didn't clean it out of alligators, your child's going to get eaten too. Now, he's trying to make an illustration basically that that you can be so focused on one thing that you don't see the threat. You don't see the danger around you, right? And that, you know, that a lot of things are offered up by whomever, mainstream media, the elites, the globalist, whoever the target is at the time, that they throw these things out there to distract us while the alligator is about to devour us. It's a pretty powerful illustration, and it can be used a lot of different ways. I believe as Christians, we get so distracted by the world that we then spiritually make ourselves vulnerable to attack by, well, you could say Satan could be the alligator in it or the world, the flesh, whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of different ways of using the illustration. Now, I do have to just warn you, this is Alex Jones. I never know at what point he's getting ready to throw out some obscenity. Right? Like he'll go one minute talking about Jesus and God and Satan and the next minute talking, you know, throwing out a string of obscenities. I don't think there's any obscenities in this, but I did hear it at like two or three in the morning. <laughs> so I all of a sudden, as soon as Alex Jones started talking, I was like, oh no, wait a minute. Where, when is he going to throw out an obscenity? So just... Be warned of it, okay, because, uh, you know, I never know. I, I just, but I, I wanted you to hear all, I wanted, I don't want to take anything out of context here because I don't want anything to think I'm, I'm misrepresenting. Sometimes I, I got to, sometimes I'll get an email with some p- person who will accuse me of ripping something out of context and I'll be like, I spent two hours reviewing the entire audio. Could you please show me how I took it out of context? Usually I don't get a reply because <laughs> I'm like, what, what more did you want me to do? I reviewed the entire thing. It took two hours or it took four parts, but you are accusing me of taking out of context, right? I guess here I could review the entire hour of programming, uh, but I, I, there's only so much of Alex Jones any normal human being should be able to withstand, okay? I mean, there is a limit. I, I, there is a tolerance. I, maybe I have developed a, 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 
a stronger tolerance because I've been listening to him for so long. But I think the average person is like, okay, enough, enough. But here we go. So this, this, he's setting up this illustration. I just want him to get to the Tucker Carlson thing, but I didn't want anyone to accuse me of ripping anything out of context. So I'm letting you hear the entire segment as it plays out. But the point is, once you see that alligator, you can't unsee the alligator, ladies and gentlemen. Once you see the tiger in the bush or the lion about to eat or the wolf or the predator, the Fauci, you can't unsee it. But imagine people that don't see it. They're there. Oh, Fauci and Obama are here to help us at the at the elementary school. Aren't they nice? They care so much about the children. Meanwhile, we have all the documents, the facts. They knew they suppressed it. It's going to ruin their immune systems. It's going to give so many of them heart problems. And, and God knows what else. Kills almost all the rodents they did studies on it with. But people can't get their mind around it's a predator. They just can't believe it. Because they're busy. Oh, the, the school play's coming up. Oh, my cell phone. Oh, my in-laws are coming down. Oh, we're going to go see a movie tonight. And you're distracted with a little fishing lure the globalists have put in front of you of Netflix while you're already basically in the alligator's belly. Now, I'm just going to take his illustration and flip it around. I think a lot of Christians are so distracted by all of those same things that they therefore don't have a biblical worldview. They're so distracted from everything else that they don't, they're not looking to their Bible. They're not reading the Bible. Therefore, they don't see the the hijacking of their Christian faith that's lurking in the, the, the tree line about to come out, grab you and pull you under. And the next thing you know, your entire thinking has been corrupted. Your entire spiritual life has been hijacked and you don't even realize it because you were too busy being distracted by all the things of the world. So I'm going to use it in, in the same way. Again, uh, Alex Jones sometimes can come up with some very, very interesting illustrations. There's a lot, there's a lot of things he does that I think he, he communicates really well at different times. And whenever he goes on a full-blown screaming rant where he's ripping off his shirt and just running around losing his mind, I, I hate to say it, sometimes that's fun theater it's fun theater from this perspective. When I just look at it, man, there's someone who's lost it. They're, they're in a sense outside of the church, outside of Christianity, yelling, screaming, cussing. They're just losing their mind. And you're like, man, that was an epic rant. You can almost look at it and go, wow, that was a little bit entertaining. Yes, you feel a little sorry for him, but then you're like, wait, do I feel sorry for him or is this an act? And then you, you, can, you can have a philosophical discussion with yourself. But as, as long as it's outside the church, I don't care. But once I realize, wait a minute, his thinking is now influencing people who profess faith in Christ, that impacts Christianity, that impacts the church. That's when I'm like, okay, now, now we've got to talk about it. All right. And, and the reason we're talking about this is now Tucker Carlson is promoting Alex Jones. That's where the influence within Christianity becomes a major concern. All right, here we go. So that's where we are. So Tucker Carlson understands that. He understands that InfoWars is the most accurate overall operation out there. He can do his own research and everything we talk about. He can see it's there. And, and, and it's being adopted. I mean, Joe Rogan sounds more and more like Alex Jones every day. It's not that Joe even listens to me. He now gets the perspective. He sees the alligator. He sees the elephant in the room. It's just like subliminal images. You see an image on a wall. You can't tell what it is. But as soon as somebody points it out, you can't unsee it. I want you to hear that. 
he he just claimed that they're the most accurate that that Alex Jones and his InfoWars media empire is the most accurate. All right. And then he talks about how Tucker Carlson is seeing this and understanding this. Joe Rogan. Now you're talking the most influential podcaster. So you've got Tucker Carlson, the most influential man in cable news, Joe Rogan, the most influential man in podcasting. Now the difference is Joe Rogan is probably not as influential as influencing Christians. Tucker Carlson will have the influence going possibly to white evangelicals. Joe Rogan he's very influential in the podcasting world. I mean, every podcaster wants to be the next Joe Rogan because then you can get a millions and make millions and millions and millions of dollars. But, you know, that's not the reality. Most of us are never you know, ne- never going to be there. Um, so that's that's not reality. And I just don't know how influenced his podcast is within the Christian world. Uh, Tucker Carlson is the part that, I, but I just want you to realize these are two very influential Entities, Fox News, Joe Rogan's podcast, two very influential indiv- individuals, Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and and Alex is saying they're basically basically pointing to him becoming like him. Well, that means Alex Jones's influence is increasing, and if that if there is any truth to that, my concern is when is it going to walk through the front door of your church or my church? That's really what Reset Wars is all about. And it drops at ResetWars.com on December 7th. Hard to believe, just five days from now, and you'll learn. Reset Wars is that new project that's supposed to drop December the 7th. I'm signed up for, I don't know what it is. I'm definitely going to be checking it out because I'm interested. Again, why am I interested? To see how it could influence Christianity. That's what I'm concerned with. All right, let's continue. All about it then. Biggest thing we've done yet. So I am extremely blessed and honored to be in the zeitgeist. And you put me there. You kept us here. This is all of our victory. As bad as things are, at least we're the tip of the spear and humanity's got a fighting chance. And the globalists admit their programs of control are not going so well. People are ready to hear the truth now. And the red pill is InfoWars. InfoWars is the symbol. Alex Jones was right, is the maxim. And I said that just yesterday. And then you saw what Tucker Carlson said at night. He agrees. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not talking talk about our private conversations. But he understands we need a chain reaction of leaders and of men and women to recognize the truth and say no to the globalist. I just want you to stop and think about this. If Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones are having private conversations, and if Alex is influencing Tucker, then Tucker takes Alex's influence, puts it on Fox News, which influences white evangelical Christians, which then brings that influence into the church. You see why we're talking about this? See, I know you may be thinking you're wasting your time. I'm not wasting my time because we have to, even if, even if you don't believe Fox News is in the, in the, even if you don't believe it's number one is the most influential thing to white evangelicals, if, even if you put it at number four, number five, number six, you have to put it in the top 10. There's too many statistics to show you that, that white evangelicals watch Fox News. Even if it's number nine, even if it's number 10, even if it's number 11, we have to deal with it. We cannot just say, oh, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to get anyone upset. We don't want to make anyone angry. No, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about this. 
We're not going to get out of this if we don't do it. The New World Order is very serious. The New World Order is very, very dangerous. The New World Order means business. And we're here now. We're not, oh, New World Order's coming. We're not, oh, you better listen. This is going to happen. We now know ex basically exactly what they're going to do. It's just the time frame is a little fluid. But the good news is we know. So we can make preparation for it and be who we were designed by God to be. This is the big test. Here's Tucker Carlson last night. The January 6th committee has been an exercise in armed political intimidation. How did it start? You may have forgotten. Congress formed the committee after several members of the U.S. Capitol Police, the same people responsible for protecting members of Congress, anonymously commanded them to do it. So effectively, it was a ransom note. Prosecute our political opponents. That's an order from your bodyguards. Amazingly, they did it. So from the very first day, the January 6th committee was never about gathering information. Obviously, Congress already has the information. Nancy Pelosi knows exactly how many federal agents were in the crowd that day. She won't tell us. Pelosi could release thousands of hours of videotape evidence from January 6th. She refuses to do that. So whatever else this is, don't let them lie to you. This is not a fact-finding effort. This is a highly obvious attempt to punish critics of the Democratic Party. And for months, that's exactly what the committee has been doing. Using the pretext of January 6th, Biden's Justice Department has indicted former Trump advisor Steve Bannon. What? What was his crime exactly? Oh, talking about election fraud on a radio show. That's illegal now. Pelosi's January 6th committee had him arrested. Liz Cheney, by the way, who is being used as a Republican cover for all of this, stood back and watched it happen. Liz Cheney should be ashamed, but she's become far too degraded for shame, unfortunately. And Bannon, by the way, is not the only prominent Republican who might go to jail. The committee has now subpoenaed several former Trump advisors, as well as the fiance of another. They've even subpoenaed Roger Stone yet again. Where was Stone on January 6th? He was in a hotel room as the Capitol was being breached. He had literally nothing to do with it, but it doesn't matter. He's criticized Joe Biden. He could be going to jail again. Now the committee has decided to shut down one of the most popular journalists on the right, Alex Jones. Yes, journalist. Jones is all. Want you to hear that. According to Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones is a journalist and one of the most popular on the right. Well, when you have journalists on the right, the right is what influences white evangelical Christianity. And he just called Alex Jones one of the most popular journalists. And even he knows that that some in the crowd would be like, whoa, wait, journalists? And he's like, yeah, right, journalists. Let's, let's see what he has to say about Alex Jones. Often mocked for his flamboyance, but the truth is he has been a far better guide to reality in recent years. In other words, a far better journalist than, say, NBC News national security correspondent Ken Delanian or Margaret Brennan of CBS. Alex Jones never bought the Russia hoax, not for a second. And if Jones sat down with Tony Fauci, he would ask him real questions, just as journalists are supposed to do. He wouldn't just slobber all over him. But Alex Jones makes fun of Joe Biden, so the January 6th committee is threatening him with prison. Now, the now we could talk all day about the January 6th committee. You, we could talk about what they're doing. We could talk about how they've gone after Brand, Bannon, how they've gone going after Roger Stone, how they're even going after Alex Jones. We, we could get into all of that, and you could say fair, unfair. That's a whole different subject than what I'm talking about right here. You can be against what the Democrats are doing. You can be against what they're trying to do to Alex Jones. You can be against all of that. 
I, I'm not here to debate that. I am here to say that on Fox News, Tucker Carlson just said Alex Jones is a journalist and more accurate than people on NBC and CBS News. In other words, he just told a large portion of the white evangelical Christian world, you can listen to Alex Jones. He's more accurate. He's a trusted journalist. That is his stamp of approval. He said, yes, sometimes he's a little flamboyant, but you know what? He's still more accurate. He's still accurate. He's a journalist. Now you listen to Alex Jones. <laughs> it's, it's crazy the things he will cl claim, the crazy things he will say. He will say the most outrageous things and then just move on. And when, if those things don't come to pass, he just moves on. He's never held account for it. He hasn't really been ever held account for any of the crazy things he said until the parents of kids who were shot and killed in the school shooting said, enough is enough. You're not going to go on air telling this that this was a hoax and this was fake. We're, we're going to sue you. They're trying to hold him accountable for at least one of the crazy things that he has said. He has gone on. I mean, there, I, we, could, we could write a book on all of the crazy things he has said. Now, I'm not here to argue about whether he should have the right to say those things or not have the right to say those things. I am saying that his way of thinking influences Christians when it comes into the church. When the church buys into crazy conspiratorial thinking, making crazy accusations against people or groups, then we violate bearing false witness, which we're not to do, and we violate telling lies, which God hates uh, lying lips. They are an abomination unto him. So we should speak truth with everyone. We should not bear false witness. Conspiratorial thinking is, it's, it's against scripture. You can't do that. You can't just make false accusations and make up lies and say crazy theories. I don't care if it's about Democrats, Republicans, or whomever. You cannot do that. So what took place, now there's a lot more they go on in what uh, Tucker Carlson's going to show is what Alex Jones was actually doing on January the 6th and what he was yelling in the bullhorn, trying to tell people not to attack and trying to basically show that Alex Jones was innocent. Fine. I don't care. I, I'm not here to get into that whole discussion. My issue is he just promoted and gave his stamp of approval to Alex, to an audience that is largely white evangelical Christians who now think Alex Jones is good. Now, if Tucker Carlson is going to promote Alex Jones, one, it should call into question, should we even trust Tucker Carlson? Because that's, I mean, that's a bridge too far in the minds of, I think, any rational person. But it's it's the danger that we see how that then circles back to influencing in the church. And, and, and I want you to just hear what occurred recently, and you need to be aware of this. Now, I'm going to look, I, I've got a couple of scriptures that I just want us to look at. I just realized we're going to run out of time. I'm going to look at three. I think these are very important. The first one is in the book of Galatians. You probably know where I'm going. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. All right. Paul, writing to the church of Galatia, right? They have issues. So Paul says this, uh, Galatians chapter 5. Uh, we can go to, uh, we can go to verse 9. All right. Uh, we, we could, yeah. Well, basically, Paul is 
not only rebuking, he's trying to correct the idea that there have been things that are influencing the people in the church of Galatia. People are being influenced in the church by false doctrine, false thinking. And he's trying to correct that. And what does he say in Galatians 5, 9? A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. You've got to see this negative influence, this false influence that's coming to the church and realize it's going to leaven the whole lump. Now, in this particular case, it's theological, it's doctrinal, it's about the gospel. It's about people trying to bring them back into bondage to the law. So it has a very theological implication here. But listen, when any thinking begins to creep into the church that turns people's mind away from a biblical perspective, that is a little leaven. And if you don't recognize it and call it out, it begins to leaven the whole lump. And the next thing you know, your church sounds like, you know, they've got the talking points of the Republican Party or Fox News memorized, but they haven't memorized scripture in 16 years. That That is a problem. We've got to detect the leaven and realize it's going to leaven the whole lump and pastors have to be willing to address it. There's one scripture. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. We have another church. Paul Paul's writing to another church, the church at Corinth. And this church has every kind of problem at, at, that you can imagine. And one of the problems, they have some uh, serious sexual sin inside the church. You have uh, someone sleeping with his father's wife. You have a, a major issue going on here. And look what he, uh, Paul says to them. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Once again, it's the same principle. A little leaven comes in and will leaven the whole lump. It will influence the whole church. You got to do something about this. So he says, purge out therefore the old leaven that you may be a new lump. You are unleavened for even Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, we got to get, we've got to get rid of the leaven. And the leaven is just something, a small influence, typically viewed as a sinful, bad, corrupting influence. It will spread. And next thing you know, we have a Christianity that has been so hijacked by a an ideology which isn't biblical. It may be pro-American. It may be conservative. It may be political and you like its political points. But if it corrupts Christians from thinking about things from a biblical perspective, then it's an evil, negative influence, no matter how much you may agree with it. It can never supplant and hijack our minds that we're not thinking biblically. Romans chapter 12. Everyone knows this one. Romans chapter 12. And I think this is very important. We have the danger of leaven, leaven is the whole lump, and we have warnings about it. Now here, we, we know this passage. Romans chapter 12, verse two. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We've got to have the renewing of our mind and that comes through the word of God. You cannot be conformed to this world, to its thinking, to its ideology. Even if it's an ideology that you think is good, your, your ideology must flow from Scripture. You don't take this supposed good conservative ideology and then try to read it into the Scripture. That's not the way it works. You develop your perspective from Scripture alone, and then you view everything in the world through the lens of Scripture. That, that, 
Tucker Carlson basically giving his stamp of approval on Alex Jones demonstrates what are the, the kinds of things that's influencing many conservative churches. And it's not good. It's not biblical. And it's dangerous. And it's a little leaven. And it continues to spread. And pastors, in many cases, are either helping promote it, won't stand up against it, are too intimidated to do anything about it because they know it could cost them their job because they know, look, I know in my church, you think I'm crazy? I bet you 99% of the people who attend my church watch Fox News, loves Fox News, and probably watches Tucker Carlson as a religious practice, okay? But guess what? I can't worry if they get offended. I cannot worry about it. I don't want to unnecessarily offend them, but I have to say, your thinking must be biblical. It cannot be based off Fox News. I, I, have, a, no, I have a responsibility to do that, no matter if it means I don't have a church. It, it, I have to do that. And I've mentioned it multiple times. That our thinking cannot be, it's not about condemning everything Fox News promotes. It's the idea that your thinking cannot be shaped by Fox News. It's got to be shaped by scripture. And then what you see on Fox News must be judged by the scriptures. And if Fox News doesn't align with the scriptures, you throw it out. But what happens is because it sounds conservative, it's pro-American, it's supposed pro-family values, it's got all the right words and all the right sounding things, you'll have a way of just merging it with the scriptures and what you may actually be doing is corrupting the scriptures. And then you end up with a major problem. There you go. It's an hour. I have to stop. You can email me all of your disagreements. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, it's now 84 degrees outside here in Ovalo, Texas. So the temperature is going down a little bit. So, so maybe, maybe you can take a deep breath before you start. I mean, some of you are probably are like... You're already tapping. You're tapping on that screen. You're typing away, right? You're you're ready to. You're gonna let me hear it. Those on YouTube, they haven't heard this yet because it won't show up on YouTube for what about five minutes after I'm done. I may get I may get comments on YouTube first. Who knows where I'm gonna get the comment first? But listen, just take a deep breath and please hear what I'm saying. Don't 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 read into anything. Don't read more into it. Your influence should come from scripture. And if you're a Christian, you can't, there's no way you can argue against that. And if you're going to try to merge Fox News and the Bible, I'm sorry, there's the problem. It's got to be scripture. And I'm not saying everything Fox News says is against scripture, but sometimes Fox News is promoting ideas almost completely disconnected from a Christian biblical worldview. And when you make, and then when Fox News is promoting someone like Alex Jones, who says absolutely outrageous, false, fraudulent, hurtful things, that's a problem, ladies and gentlemen. That's a problem. All right. I doubt I'm going to change any minds, but hopefully I can warn some of you who may already agree with me to be on the lookout. And some of you already know that this influence is very much spreading in your church. And you're probably frustrated by it. And I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you other than just trying to get people back into the word of God as much as possible. And hopefully the more they get into God's word, the more they will be pulled away from these other distractions and corrupting influences.
All right, you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right, I'm getting some notifications, but it's it's nothing about, I, I thought, oh man, it's already happening. Okay, people are already upset. Remember, just take a deep breath, let your temperature drop maybe five, six degrees before you start emailing me, maybe. Maybe, because then you'll probably be able to express yourself in a more rational way. All right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So I'm I'm probably going to get, it's going to be a long night reading uh, hate mail. (laughs) It's probably what it's going to be. But I I, I feel like I, I hope you think that what I did was necessary. Look, even if you agree with me, I I would love to at least get you, if you're thinking, no, I think it was a waste of time. Let me know if you think it's a waste of time. Uh, Because back before when I, was the one saying, hey, guys, we got to pay attention to this Alex Jones situation. I was told over and over that I'm an idiot, that I'm stupid, that it's never going to be an influence in the church. I'm wasting my time. I'm an idiot. And over and I don't I could give you hundreds of emails I received back then. I believe history has proved that I was right. I believe that I was right. Now, you may disagree with me, but I believe I was right. And I believe this 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 corrupting, co-opting, influencing of the church from other sources other than scripture is only sped up and it's only going to get worse. But you can let me know. Newsif at yahoo.com. I'm repeating the email because when I do something controversial, I don't want to think anyone thinks that I'm hiding behind a microphone. For those who email me, they can tell you I always respond as soon as possible. So if you're furious at me, just email me and I will do my best to, to respond uh, no matter how upset you are with me. I will do my very best. All right. Thanks for listening to this hopefully important discussion that will get you to ask one very important question. What is influencing you the most? Thanks for listening.